Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Cosonic.com. Cosonic is an online retailer of boutique goods. On Black Friday, Cosonic is having a 15% off sale for the entire store and 25% off all pedals from Keeley Electronics. Of course, some exclusions may always apply. So go check it out on Black Friday for some sweet, sweet pedal deals. I'm going to check it out. That's all I'm going to do on Black Friday. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go straight to Cosonic. Well, I'm going to watch the, I'm going to watch the parade in the morning after Thanksgiving. Is there a parade? Oh, is that no? That's on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you do on Black on Black Friday. Usually, is I'm gonna sleep in, and then as soon as I wake up, I'm going straight to Cosonic.com or dot whatever it is. Dot com. It's dot com. We should start the episode. Okay, let's start the episode. Here we go. All right. It's Steve, and you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Oh, yeah. Another week. Episode 97. 97. This is our big countdown to 100. Yeah. We're starting at 97. We're going to count all the way down to the number 100. (laughs) And I I thought you were better at math than this. Nope. All right. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, up and down is all a matter of perspective, right? It is, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I could be talking about like 100 down, not 100 up. So, What? We got, we're going to have 100 episodes down. All right, So yeah. we're going down to 100. Oh, okay. Great. You know? Yeah, because with each episode, this gets easier, so we're going down. Yeah. Or or it deco- it takes just a little bit more of our soul. Yeah. So, so our life force is going yeah, down. Yeah, my life force. Here it goes into the microphone. It's All like right. it's like cameras stealing your soul. Only it's a microphone, so it's a little bit slower, but it, it still does it. Right. This is the part of the episode where you ask me uh, what's new. Hey Ryan, what's new? Oh, yeah, I'm glad you asked, Steve. There is something new in my life, in my gear life, even. Uh, so I don't remember who, but someone posted on the Facebook group these really cool. Well, I think they're really cool. We'll get your opinion. Uh, these these buttons that you attach to your pedals that have like the standard kind of switch right and it gives you a wider surface area to to stomp on with your foot so if you're like me and you play barefoot all the time your tender little feeties don't get hurt also they uh, come in cool colors i'm talking about uh barefoot pedal (laughs) barefoot buttons barefoot buttons you can find them at barefootbuttons.com uh so anyway, someone posted them on the group. I said, gee, those look great. I actually would really love to have those. And uh, so I wrote the company. I was like, hey, I'd love to, you know, your product looks really neat. If you want a review, here's what we do. And they're like, yeah, we'll send you some. So they sent me uh, six. I've got five on my board right now. And I've been using them. And I think they're great. What's the sixth color that's not on your board? It's clear, but it's a smaller size meant for uh, those smaller, like, tap tempo switches. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. So like, it's, uh, like a small, soft touch switch. Exactly, exactly. That's got a little bit of, like, a rounder top to mm-hmm. it. Uh, so I've been using these things around the house. I haven't had a chance to gig with them yet. Uh, they, I think they look neat. Some people might not like the way they look. They probably think it's kind of gimmicky, but I don't think that at all. I like it. Um the thing I really like about them besides, you know, not hurting my tender little toes is 
there's certain pedals I have that sit deeper next to other pedals. Yeah. Or are the switches are so close to other pedals that I can easily press two switches at the same time mm-hmm. when I don't intend to. And it kind of takes the precision work out of paying attention to my board. I can get, you know, dumber and sloppier with my foot and find those buttons right away, you know? That's just what you need, Ryan, is an excuse to be dumber and sloppier. <laughs> Steven's been waiting all night for that. <laughs> He's been um, wanting a good setup like that for a long time. Um, I I like the idea. I you know I know there that's been a long conversation uh, that I've seen a lot of people have in regards to the standard like excuse me the standard pedal switch uh-huh. uh, DPD TSB whatever it doesn't matter what kind of D, what kind of P's and T's it is yeah totally um, who cares right uh, yeah exactly. Um, but I, I definitely, I think I don't like the layout, the way they look on your board, just because Oh, I see. you have like five different colors of them. Sure. At the same time, I can see the advantage of that from like, uh, just being able to look at it and say like, oh, hey, uh, I just need to hit the green button and you don't have to really like look down though. I think most people have their boards memorized. Sure. Probably. Sure. Um, but they don't look. Like they don't look cheap, and, and no, I think not at that all. Is uh, they're I, like are a, they plastic? No, they're metal, man. They're like milled aluminum or something okay, like I'm that. I'm assuming the clear one the, is plastic. The clear one is like an acrylic glass. Oh, okay, it doesn't feel like cheap. It doesn't plastic feel at cheap. All. They not at all. They definitely like the the uh, opaque, the solid colors. They don't look cheap. Um, so I, you know, that's always like a concern, especially with this kind of stuff, because what what happens is if you have something that's cheap, like it might start wearing down internally and then you know it's pushing on your jack sideways and you don't even know it no these things are rock solid man they they have two allen wrenches on each side allen keys right and you you pinch them down tight on the on the switch and it's not going anywhere (laughs) don't drown over there steve i'm drowning (laughs) Steve is choking to death on his Sorry about that. Firestone 805. Yeah, we're drinking Firestone 805. Um, it's great. It's really like good. It. I'm uh, already I'm already too deep, and there's only two left. Yeah. Uh, so this is gonna be a long night. I, I guess. guess so. Once we run out of beer, might have yeah. to move to move to liquor. Uh, so yeah, that's been the new thing in my life. I'm looking forward to playing around with these live and seeing if they make life easier for me. I can't imagine them making them harder because at home, that's already made it easier. Yeah. Uh, I I actually really like uh, the one on the pitchfork. That's super useful to me because there's a uh, a latch setting on that. Yeah, and so you can. It's a lot easier to find that now and just you know do a lot of fast tapping on it. I really like its use on the gravitas, the tremolo from Chase Bliss, mm-hmm. because there's two switches on there that are right next to each other. Uh, I'm. It's been a little tough for me to get in to turn on the bypass switch without hitting the tap or hitting the pedal next to it. So this lets me get in there from a little bit uh, better angle and know that I'm just going to hit the bypass switch each time. And then if I want to tap, then I am going to be more purposeful with where I put my foot. Uh, The the TC electronic shaker I've got down there, that thing is small and it kind of hides in between pedals. So just having a a bigger, bigger surface to hit with my foot makes it a lot easier to get to. Just tap it. Just tap it. And uh, then I've got it on two other pedals just just for kicks. 
I don't need them on those two pedals, but I like the way it looks. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. I have oh. no problem with these. All right. Very cool. I'm, I'm something I wanted to say is that I'm actually kind of excited about these because I had a similar idea. Uh-huh. I want to say anywhere from three months to a year and three months ago. I can't remember the time frame. I'm sure a lot of people have had this idea. And I think that's probably true. I remember having that idea of like, oh, I wish I could like attach something to my uh, my my foot buttons here, my, my, my foot pedals, mm-hmm. and make it not hurt my foot so much. Or maybe get a little riser out of it or have more surface area. I remember going to Home Depot and trying to see if there were washers that would fit on the switches or something and you know, try to figure out something goofy, and I just couldn't figure out how to do it within my own means. So I'm I'm glad that these guys uh, did it themselves, and from as far as I can tell, they've done it correctly. And uh, I don't remember the prices exactly, but they were, were pretty affordable. Mm-hmm. Like it's not you know compared to what we spend money on. Sure. For a lot of stuff, these are not expensive, and you can move them from pedal to pedal really right. easily. So you buy six of these. Which I think six is was probably like forty bucks or something like that. I might yeah. be totally wrong, but <laughs> you've got them forever. I don't think they're ever going to wear out on you. Sure, you know, use them when you need them. Yeah, I think they're a fun accessory. Of all the uh, like goofy accessories that come out for guitar stuff, I think these are cool. I think these are legit. So that's my new thing this week. Do you have all anything right. new? Uh, no, I uh, just wanted to welcome Jonathan Diaz oh, to the yeah. 60 Cycle Home Inner Circle. Uh, Jonathan Diaz is a master of all things bacon, from what I hear. <laughs> that sounds nice. Yeah, but he is uh, in the Inner Circle, and uh, which is our $10 level. If you want to uh, support the podcast, jump on to uh, Podbean, uh, cf.podbean.com, and look for us. Or just uh, go to our 60cyclehum.podbean.com and click the Become a Patron button, I uh-huh. believe, at the top of the page. That's it. Or if you're uh, still confused, jump on the Facebook group and ask us and we'll tell you. Or email us or contact us any other way that you see fit. Yeah. And we will get you there. Carrier pigeons, uh-huh. smoke signals, yeah. whatever, you know. Exactly. It's cool. We'll write you a, a letter with ink and a feather and uh, have a guy on a horse bring it to you. Do you have a feather? I'm sure I've got a feather around here somewhere. That you can write with? No. I'll have to modify the feather. Um, all right. Let's jump in straight into ads here. Yeah, what's let's, our first ad tonight? Let's make this kind of a quicker episode. We're going to do the... Don't tell them it's count, a quick episode. We're doing the countdown to 100. 100. Here on 60 Cycle Hum. Countdown to 100. Tonight is 97. All right. Let's get into the Google Drive. Did we mention that this is episode 97? <laughs> I can't believe we've made it this far, Steve. <laughs> can't be- Our wives can't believe probably that we made it this I far. I know. Bless their hearts. They've put up with a lot from us. Yeah. We going to start off with this Metal Zone? Yeah, Metal Zone Guts. This, uh, I don't remember if someone sent this to us or if I found it. I think I remember finding this. Let's just pretend that is you this, found it. This is the sort of thing that jumps out to me. On initial glance, because it's a Stratocaster with two pickups, neck and bridge. And a chessboard uh, And a chess, chessboard pit guard. But it's like it's two hot rails, so it's like still single coil size. <laughs> yes. Uh, you want to read the description on this? Uh, maybe. It, this is on Reverb.com, by the way. $500 plus $75 shipping. Yeah. I finally have to sell my baby. 
Oh, that sucks. Is that that even legal? This this ad got real dark real (laughs) quick. I bought this Strat over a decade ago and haven't changed anything on it. The way I was told was this is an early 90s Fender Eric Clapton Strat body, but a new neck was put on after the original was broken. It's got two DiMarzio mini humbuckers in the neck and bridge position. It has a PZO bridge, and the preamp is the guts of a Boss Metal Zone guitar pedal. Oh my gosh. It does come with a hard case I got for it a few years ago. The body is a bit beat up, and I tried taking as many pics of it as I could. It does come with strap locks also. So this thing is a hack job supreme, but it's glorious looking. Yeah. You've got the, the, the two hot rails, which I'm sure just sound out of control, like way too hot. You got the checkerboard, which is way too loud visually. Yeah, the checkerboard is like jarring. Yeah. And the problem part of the problem is that the the paint of the uh, the finish of the guitar isn't bright enough to cancel out the checkerboard. Right. Like if this thing was neon yellow, then it would be like the whole thing kind of works together. Uh-huh. But it's like this like sagey green, like very subdued and mature color. You know, like an like a the color an older gentleman would wear. Oh my gosh. You know on his like hunting coat or something like that sure offset with just crazy checkerboards you want to start a ska band ding 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 my brother's got a ska band you want to come see him play you know does he i wish he was gonna start one yeah back when he was trying to learn to play bass i was more just like you know didn't he also imitating a situation doesn't he also try to like learn saxophone for a while yeah I need to get that saxophone back from him so I can try to learn saxophone <laughs> yeah, for a while. Start a ska band. Yeah, start that ska band I've been dreaming of. All right. Um, at what price does this become like lucrative to you? Uh, you know, the the he didn't say what the net came off of, right? No. The pro, if let's assume that's a Mexican neck. Sure. This price makes sense if that's the assumption, right? Um. I guess. It's got DiMarzio's in it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's got, you know, it's got a USA body, an Eric Clapton body. So you'd, well, be, you'd be able to flip that body, right? We don't know if it's USA. Could, they made an MIM Eric Clapton. Oh, did they? And honestly, I've never even seen an Eric Clapton in this color. I so have. I'm, I'm not even... Okay. Like the sagey green. Okay. Um, I've never seen it. Well, I have Steve. Well, fine. Uh, and then there's the piezo thing, okay. which is nuts. Not just because it's a piezo. Am I saying it right? I, you know, I piezo. I've heard piezo. I've heard piezo. I've heard piezo. Piezo. Yeah, it, uh, that one's all over the map. It's not just our. I don't fault. think there's a consensus on on the pronunciation of this word. Yeah. Unlike tremolo. Yeah. Did you say it right just now? I think I did. Tremolo. Tremolo. Okay, write in and tell us if we got it right. Tremolo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the longest running joke on the podcast. Yes, carry on, sir. Um, the fact that the, the piezo pickups run into a metal zone as a preamp, mm-hmm. I'm doing finger quotes here, preamp is nuts. That thing has to sound like the biggest beehive in the world getting kicked down a hill you know somebody actually was saying on the um on the group that if you had something like this and you set set it to where like the gain was always at 
was like forced to zero basically so there's uh-huh. always no clipping you just end up with this pedal that has like a ton of volume on tap I don't a minimum know. amount of clipping and then i think there's like high and low you know there's a full eq section with a mid frequency okay knob. so you can uh you basically have four band eq not four band but three band with an adjustable mid position um wouldn't the isn't mid the third of the eqs there's high, low, and mid, and mid, yeah, so and mid has a position knob. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. So there's four knobs to control the EQ. Um, metal zones don't go all the way clean, so unless they got into the guts and and removed the clipping section, right? Then this thing is gonna be just just grindy distortion city, because metal zones don't go really that clean. They'll go, you know, they'll go less than most people would expect. Yeah, I've but sp- I've spent a total of zero minutes using you, metal zones. You put pesos on, or pesos, or pesos, right? To get or an pi- acu- like, zones. to get an acoustic sound. Yeah, to get an acoustic sound. What's the point of running them through a metal zone? You need a preamp. <laughs> There's better ways to do that. Yeah. You know, what I would have done is I would have taken the guts out of a DoD FX10, the boost pedal. Okay. And that would make a great preamp for what that. What I would have done is just buy some janky $50 acoustic guitar, like a Rogue acoustic uh-huh. that happens to have an electric pickup in it and just smash it. Oh, my gosh. And then use the the preamp from that. Break it open to get the candy inside? Basically. <laughs> Uh, acoustic guitar pinata. Mm, yeah, this thing is delicious. This thing is stupid. It's someone's crazy project. Um, you swap that pickguard though, and this thing could look really classy, really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you put a mint green or a uh, parchment guard on there for five hundred bucks, this could be a really classy looking guitar. If that is an MIA body, if the neck is playable. This is on reverb, so there's no way to test it out unless you live in the area. So you, you, there is a gamble there in, unless you find out where the neck is from. If that's an MIM neck, then this needs to be, what, a, a $400, $375 guitar? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's going to be a tough push to sell just because it's so weird. Just because it's got a couple quirks. But, I, you know, if it plays well, it's probably serviceable at three to four. Yeah, yeah. 500 plus 75 is too high, I think. Yeah. With the mystery behind this thing. Mm-hmm. Unless they said American body and American neck, like, yeah, I'm not not interested at that point. Unless price. it says a- Eric Clapton's actual strap from the 90s. <laughs> I'd love to see Eric Clapton play this guitar. That would be incredible. Yeah. He's played crazier looking things, but like the guts of what he plays are still pretty standard as far as strats goes. The whole thing would just be like, Layla, <laughs> got me on my knees, Layla. <laughs> oh, I hate that song so much. Do you so, love, those are pinch harmonics. Do you love or hate Eric Clapton? Uh, I don't really have an opinion on Eric Clapton. I don't hate Eric Clapton. I just don't like his songs, like, at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure he's, I'm sure he's fine as a person. And I, you know, I, I recognize that he's a talented guitarist and, you know, he makes music that people love. I'm just not one of those people. Like most of his songs, I'm just not into at all. You know, it's funny because Eric Clapton has, there are certain songs 
um, that he has done that I think are I actually don't hate Layla. I think that's it's an okay song. Uh, he's got a couple other songs that I'm like, all right, this is cool. Um, offhand, I can't remember. But then like, there are certain songs where um, the songs I like that have Eric Clapton are the songs where it's not Eric Clapton. He's in a band. Okay, you know, like I like right. I like everything from Cream, basically. Okay, you yeah. Know. Yeah, you know, you always forget about that. Yeah. Um, but what I, was, what I was thinking is like, I really actually, I think the Eric Clapton song I really hate uh-huh. is uh, his, um, I think it's a, I'm assuming it's a cover. I Shot the Sheriff. Oh, I'm pretty okay. sure that's a cover that was originally a Bob Marley yeah. song. Robert um, Marley. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> You know, that's kind of just drives me like I, there's certain songs that, that he does. I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. Eric Clapton is the proto John Mayer. Yeah. Like I, super talented guy. I don't think John Mayer necessarily I, has I, like. I'd probably rather say that John Mayer is the post Eric Clapton. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But what I, either way, like it's, it's, you know, this watered down, at least what you think of when you think of like Eric Clapton is watered down blues rock pop blues kind of a thing right um, and I just uh, you know I think Eric Clapton is a hard guy to really like hate his music um, but I think he's also a guy where sometimes you're just like why does this song exist yeah yeah he's supposed to be like this great bluesman or whatever I never think blues when I'm hearing his music well, like I think like adult right. easy listening sure you know I've never been like whoa this guy's really blowing my hair back you know I mean he's a great player don't get me wrong I guess I was probably just born at the wrong time maybe because he doesn't right. do, doesn't do anything for me not not my scene I guess well and you know he plays tribute to a lot to like uh, Robert Johnson like he's definitely sure. like a student of but I don't hear Robert guitar. Johnson when no, I hear him no of course not um, but, he, I hear Eric Clapton when I hear Eric Clapton, right? Uh, you know, which is a good thing. I wouldn't want him to be emulating all his heroes perfectly. Sure, you know, it's better for people to have their own thing. It's just not my style, man. Mm-hmm. Just can't get into it. You know. Let's move on to the next ad. Yeah. Uh, you want to read this again? Sure. I've got an Indian Ola Labs double diabolic dial delay. I've been trying to figure out how. Oh, I guess there's a knob and there's a knob. So there are knobs. You guys are going to get a kick out of this when you see it. Uh, this is what happens when you combine two great delay pedals and a Fisher-Price phone. You get a delay from hell with PCBs from Grind Customs Effects and Synthotech. This pedal is an ambient dream. One circuit runs into the other. Each has a feedback, time, and mix control. Capable of long delays and endless feedback, Sounds incredible with fuzz, true bypass, 9-volt center, DC, uh, negative DC jack, phone dial controls feedback. Cool. So this is a f- classic Fisher-Price phone um, that somebody took the eyeballs out of. Yeah, it looks like a skull. Um, they added a switch to the back of it. It looks like they've got some, some a couple knobs here. And, I mean, this thing is just like... You know what this is? Trip. This was sent by Adam Dolhanic, by the of way. Of course. The Inboxer. The Inboxer. Uh, 
This looks like the sort of thing Reggie Watts would keep on his uh, workstation. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now, I really like the way the face was like turned into a skull. It's yeah. very... Um, are you familiar with Grim Fandango? Uh, no. It was like a late 90s LucasArts game. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never played it, but I remember that, like, the art for yeah, it. Yeah, so that's this just reminds me of that art style of, like, the skull uh, kind of a thing going on. It's just kind of like that crystal skull thing happening. It, it's kind of like an old classic sort of a thing. So it's pretty neat. Um, I have no idea. I don't know anything about grind customs effects. I don't know anything about Synthorec. I do think the idea of putting two delay circuits in a single box running them into each other with a bunch of controls so it's like you flip one switch you're turning on two delays uh-huh like that's kind of crazy you know what this needs to push it over the top what is a microphone in the telephone oh yeah and then have it be like it you can microphone stuff into the loop and i have like a kill switch on the on the telephone so you pick it up and you can scream into it or something yeah that would be killer mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't be too hard to do i nope. imagine and I, I love that the rotary dial is the feedback control. So you can really just throw your foot on there and get crazy with it live. Yeah. Or like I was saying, if it was like a Reggie Watts sort of situation, have it there on top of your keyboard and spin that thing around and get crazy yep. with it. This is a noise machine to like the ultimate degree. 175 plus $12 shipping. Uh, you know, you could do th- that cheaper just by getting like a couple delay pedals that uh-huh. you like uh or you could do a lot more expensive too uh but if you if this novelty is your flavor 175 is a great price for this as far as i'm concerned yeah yeah someone did this if if this is like your thing and it connects with you why wouldn't you pay 175 for this it's so niche or niche however you want to pronounce it but uh yeah, this thing's a this thing's a riot. I, I'm a, I'm a little bit in love with it. I have no use for it. I'd never buy this, but if I saw someone using it on a stage, I'd be like, okay, I gotta talk to this person, like right when they're done playing, because that thing is nuts. We're hitting this last one. Yeah, let's get into it. You We're want... just gonna keep rolling. Yep. This is a vintage Les Paul style guitar with Demarzio pickups for restoration. Uh, they're asking ninety nine bucks. This I spotted this locally today. Uh, there's a couple things I like about this guitar. Uh, I think the price is too high. Really? First off, ninety nine bucks. This thing is a pos man. But there's a couple things I like. I love the German carve on it. Yeah. Like I would totally if I saw this at the swap meet for fifty bucks, I'd probably have to get it, just as like a project platform. Uh, I have a feeling those pickups and the hardware and the knob and the pots all need to be swapped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the pictures, you see the two white things around the neck? Uh, hold on. I'm going through. It's the very last one in the drive. Uh, I do not see... I. It's called vintage? Question mark. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I see the ad. Oh, those two white things. Are those like shims or something? At first glance, I thought it was like pit guard that got broken off. But then when I looked at the zoomed in pictures, I think it's the finish of the guitar stripped away, which is a bummer uh, because the finish doesn't look like that bad. It's probably some kind of photo 
wood finish because if that's the finish stripped away then there's something weird underneath like maybe some kind of reflective paint yeah i don't know what's going on there actually looks like there may have been something on the headstock but the yeah you know the more i look at these pictures and it's unfortunate uh, I guess the German carve doesn't go quite all the way around the body anyway. No, it, it stops at the top horn. So that's kind of lame that it doesn't go all the way around. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of work to do here. It's missing a tailpiece. Um, I, I'd, it I'd might be missing all the saddles from yeah, the bridge. It, it's going to need a new bridge and a new uh, stop, stop tailpiece. Uh, it needs a new switch. It needs tuners. Yeah, there's a lot it needs to be running. Which is why I said if I saw it for 50, I'd probably grab it. 100 is too steep yeah. for this. I like the knobs. Yeah, the knobs are cool. And the German car is a neat, fe is a neat feature. For, uh, for you guys who aren't familiar with it, how would you describe German carve? Uh, well, if you know what Mozart guitars look like, it's got like that kind of finger groove that goes around the, the outside edge. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. It's yeah, this think, extra little finger groove. I think Alembic did those a lot in the 70s yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, it's something you almost never see. Does it, I, I know Very, there's a few high-end guys that still do it. Yeah. Uh, but you don't see it much anymore usually if on, you, the, on the open market. Usually if you see it, it's someone referencing Moserite. Right. Uh, so this is weird to see it on a Les Paul style body, which is what I really like about it. Mm -hmm. I do wish it went all the way around the top horn, but you know, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Not that I'm begging for this. Yeah, there's a company for the life of me, I just can't remember who they, what their name is, that does German carve on Telecasters. Oh, that sounds nice. I mean, I'm not a Tele guy, but if I saw that, I'd be pretty stoked. I think yeah. German carves are really cool, and it bums me out that I don't have anything with a German carve right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I might, if, like I said, 50 bucks, if I saw this, that's a set neck so you can take the body off, maybe put a better neck in there, maybe the neck is fine. Uh, I'd probably spray paint this thing a crazy color. Too bad he says, no lowball offers, please. Well, then they, he's, will just, they will not get a response. Well, then he's not going to sell this thing, um, is the truth of it. Why? Okay, explain this to me. Why would you say, payment in cash only, asking price is firm, no lowball offers, please. If you're asking prices firm, you don't want any offers, yeah, period. no offers. Say no offers. Yeah, no offers. $99 on the dot. Don't even offer $100. Instead of OBO, it's NBO. No best offers. <laughs> no best offers. Only my offer. No worst offers. Yeah. This, it, yeah, obviously the price is too high, but this thing caught my eye as a weirdo. No idea what brand it is. It probably came out of China or, you know, a crazy Indonesian yeah, it factory. Looks, it looks like... Um, it looks... Korean, maybe? 80s Korean, like early 80s Korean uh -huh. or like late 80s... Ja or like, I'm sorry, uh, or like early 80s oddball factory Japanese. The thing that was compelling to me is in when you if you can see the bigger pictures, there's a lot of finger grease on the fretboard, mm -hmm. which means someone played this a bunch. That is a that is a good point. I was I, I looked at it and just thought, oh wow, this thing's dirty. So that means that if someone played it a bunch, that there was some level of playability there. Yeah, uh, it might not have been the best or or what we consider normal, but someone said, I'm going to keep playing this because I enjoy playing it. Right. So I think that says something about this here. If we're going to Sherlock Holmes it a little bit. Uh, still, 99 bucks. No way, Jose. 
All right. or whatever your name is, seller of this guitar. <laughs> I think it was David. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did he say his name is David? Yeah, it's in the ad. Okay. We, we didn't actually No way, David. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let me see. I don't think I heard anything from the guy we're waiting to hear from. So, oh well, I guess. Yeah, oh well. Uh, if if you're not hearing this part uh, when this episode airs, it's because you're hearing another part that I recorded after the fact to put it <laughs> into there. Uh, so, good luck. Uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to shut down to do uh, a little setup here and we're gonna run through the crown from jhs the crown crown wow so you are one of those people i am i was i was getting teased big time by adam on sunday for it (laughs) um also we are gonna run through the combo drive and the od classic you mean mean the cambo drive and the od classic classic <laughs> it's hard to butcher Those classic are two pedals sent to us by listener richard morris thank you very much richard so uh after this quick save we'll get right into it okay we're back i am set up i've got my sg with a gfs p90 the dream 90 in the bridge we've got the princeton reverb reissue as always because that's the best amp i have around the house uh, we have an SM58 and an SM57 on that amp, and then we've got the uh, the JHS Crown right here. Uh, that was a little better. Then what? Then Crown. Oh, Steve was teasing me for how I say uh, the word Crown. Yeah. Crayon. So now I'm going to be self-conscious and say it correctly, right? <laughs> Maybe. I I think naturally I say Crown. I'm one of the Crown people. Crown. Yeah. But then I know that. There's technically there's, it's supposed to be crayon. There's crayon, like there's, Crayola. There's crayon. There's crown, and there's the cran. And then there's crayon. Crayon people, you need to get on a boat and leave because that's <laughs> not acceptable. <laughs> Us crayon people and crayon people will stay right here. All right, but no, but the crayon people are right out. Yeah, you need to go. You need to get <laughs> someone. Someone get me my crayons. All right, so let's hear the bypass signal on this real quick. a pretty standard clean Princeton sort of sound yep uh, let's put this thing on I've got everything at noon initial impressions what do you think um it sounds like a pedal. Yeah, it does sound like a pedal, Steve. It's a. Uh, do you want to pull up the official description on this thing, and I'll talk about it a little bit while if you do I that? can. So I've been playing around with this for about two weeks now. They were able to get this to me pretty early, uh, as far as pedal demoing goes. Oftentimes, I get these things days before we get a chance to demo them, and so things go by really quick. I had a lot of time to mess around with this. I got to use it uh, in a live setting once, and I gotta say, I really enjoy it. Uh, I think it's a ton of fun. I think it's an all-around like sound gooder box. You know, it gives you a fuller signal. It gives you some really interesting clipping. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun to run this after other drive pedals and use it as your "I'm going to solo now" sort of thing. Like I've been running it after my Civic Crown Overdrive which has 
on the last time I played was my always on kind of treat it like a tube screamer or clon kind of pedal. Right. And then I would kick on the crown pedal for solos and it would just cut through the mix and just rip, you know. Uh, in the video demo that we did, I did a lot of heavier gain sounds with it. It, do, it really does a great gated, splatty fuzz kind of sound. I'll show you real quick. So it really does the broken, like falling apart kind of fuzz thing really neat and in an interesting way. But I understand that that's something that most people hear that and like, oh, it just sounds broken. I don't get it. How am I going to use that to sound like Stevie Ray Vaughan? This isn't for sounding like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Right. This is for sounding like kind of classic recordings of the 60s where people were experimenting in the studio yeah doing crazy weird stuff yeah, the beatles revolution one is um the track that they reference on the uh on the actual site description uh-huh. so basically this is kind of doing what they call uh, a direct in distortion which is when guys would plug their um guitars directly into the console and they uh-huh. would just like get all of their drive or like these like fuzzy distortion tones from the console itself so i'm gonna run this a a lighter setting right now this is kind of at uh at your 10 o'clock kind of setting on the knob So that's a much more standard kind of overdrive-y sort of sound. Still, it's not your your classic overdrive sound. It's not a Tube Screamer. It's not, you know, a 250. It's not, you know, a, a, a clone or whatever. It's its own thing. It's preamp distortion from a, from a console board. So it's, it's a really specific, interesting sound. This is, I think one of the reasons I'm really excited about this pedal is that this is the kind of sound that I've been chasing, like, my whole, like, electric guitar career, basically. Yeah. I don't say career, meaning hobby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the first time I ever had distortion of my own is when I literally took a uh, one of those gooseneck mics that mm-hmm. you used to get with your computer so you could... Uh, you had the dream of teleconferencing with your friends right. over the internet in like 1998, and that never happened. Uh, so I had one of those mics, and I shoved it inside my acoustic guitar, and then cranked the uh, the volume on the uh, whatever cheap recording software I had uh-huh. on my computer. And I'm talking like a Windows 98 machine, like sure. old school. Might have even been a Windows 95 machine. And so then I would crank that that preamp volume on the computer into the computer speakers and mm-hmm. I would get this nasty crazy overdrive distortion sort of sound while playing acoustic and I just thought that was the bee's knees I thought yeah. that was incredible I was having a blast as a 13 year old doing that then later on different you know pieces of equipment I've had I've always gravitated towards 
these drives that are not supposed to be drives, but I'm pushing a piece of equipment to drive. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about tubes. I'm talking about like solid state stereos or like. Sure. I love the little Dan Electro uh, Honeytone amp until mm-hmm. I fried it. <laughs> uh, I have a uh, I have a, a micro cube from Roland mm-hmm. that has a microphone setting. I love setting it to the microphone setting, which isn't meant for guitar, and then cranking the drive, and you get this torn speaker, like Link Ray, proto-punk sort of sound out of it. Right. And I feel like that's what I'm getting from this. I'm getting that kind of clipping, mm-hmm. but it sounds really, really good. Like, it has a full-bodied EQ section and character behind it. It's not just me driving a little speaker till it's breaking point, you know? Right. It's, it's, that, it's that drive character that I've been chasing, that broken, ripped speaker sound, while still sounding like a really good guitar. So let me experiment more with uh, the light gain sounds here and maybe you can see what I'm talking about. I feel like, because uh, I was messing with it earlier, um, and I definitely feel like it sounds better with this guitar than the guitar I was using before. Yeah, that guitar is funky. <laughs> well, the big thing is like I was one thing I was saying earlier is like no matter what I was doing, like no matter how low I had the gain set, the what it was it pre volume. Uh huh. Um, I couldn't get it to like not be flubby. That that pickup on the guitar you're using is really hot yeah and uh, so i'm I, using a p90 here so it's going to be a little clearer yeah i feel with the sg like it's got a lot more bite to it without yeah. being like woofy and this thing really cleans up when you bring down your guitar volume too right here i've got it at the lowest like pre-gain setting that i think still passes a signal and i've got the master volume all the way up So that's a pretty low grit, you know, you could use that as kind of, you know, your lo-fi sound or whatever. Mm. Uh, Let me dial it up more and I'll show you how it cleans up when you bring back down your guitar. Sure. I put the, uh, the tilt knob up higher, which is basically like a tone control, I think. So that's more of like what it offers as a fuzz sound. I'm going to bring down the guitar and you can hear how it cleans up. I'm a big fan of this pedal. I I really like the gain on it. I really like the way it breaks up. Mm-hmm. This kind it's kind of tight, but still 
it's ripping. It sounds like something is being ripped in half. Yeah, I think and I they, love that. I feel like they definitely were able to achieve what kind of the goal was, which was to kind of rip out the like gain fuzz distortion side of the color box uh-huh. and kind of put it in a standalone because I think the color box is like $400 yeah it's, it's and pretty the, pricey and the crayon is slated from what I hear to come out at like $199 yeah um, and it's like I said it's going to be more of just your fuzz and, and dirt tones so I do you know if you're looking for that ultra versatile console on the go kind of thing you know the color box is still there but if you were using the color box as just as a drive as pedal, a, like a drive pedal, I think the crayon really does at least maybe not all of the same functions uh-huh. because you had a lot more EQ versatility with the with the color box. But the crayon definitely nails like a lot yeah. of the sa- same types of sounds. And the way this thing is EQ'd, it might just be the live situation I was playing in. Who knows? The way this thing is EQ'd, it just jumps out of the mix. Mm-hmm. It was just popping. Like it was, I was barely pushing more volume out of it when I was using it as a boost. It was more about just putting it into a new uh, EQ place, like a new place in the mix. Right. And it was just jumping out of the mix. I was, I was having a great old time when I was playing with this thing. I'm looking forward to playing with it again in a band situation in a couple days here. Uh, so I'll keep people updated uh, as I have more experience with it. All right, so yeah. uh, what are we trying out next? Let's try out... Uh, let's jump on the OD. Okay, this is the uh, OD Classic. Yeah, from Shelly Effects. From Shelly. What's the one that we we had, the other one, the blue one? What was the, it? The bluish-green one. Uh, I forget. I think it was just the OD Overdrive, right? Do you want to pull up the description for this thing? And I'll play around I with it a little bit. This is... Uh, everything at noon, all the switches. Yeah, this is from, this is from Shelly uh, pedals, by the way. Silence on the mic. All right, sorry. I was setting everything to middle. And here we go. At that setting, it sounds a little punky to me. Is your... Uh, I'm out of tune a little bit Is here. your guitar turned up all the way? Because I know you were turning it down. Oh, nope. That's, oh, that was the go. problem right there. Okay, yeah. The other one was the OD Overdrive. How about that? This one is the OD Classic. I'm tuning. You're tuning. And As to avoid embarrassment. What? Some, what All right, here it is with the... What v- video was it where someone was like, hey, you should tune your guitar before you make uh, a video? Probably all of them. Um, okay, let's, let's start this over. It's a, it's a, a mid-humpy kind of, you know... Tube screamery type of time of type of overdrive here. Yeah, let's uh, let's play around with it a little bit and see what we can get it to do. I'm gonna mess with the texture knob, and I'm probably gonna roll the tone back a little bit. So here's the texture on the left. I started it out with it in the middle. I like it in that position. 
Yeah, so the what the texture knob is doing is it's switching between three different types of clipping. Uh, I think all the way to the left, you've got uh, silicone uh-huh. uh, silicon diode clipping. In the middle, you've got LED clipping. And on the far right, it's actually set as a clean boost. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I like the clean boost side. Uh, now I'm going to mess with the voicing. I've got it set to flat now. It started out with the middle hump option. <laughs> now I'm working it up to settings that I like more. So now with uh, with the texture left on the right where I like it, I'm going to move the voicing to the low hump setting. Nothing like humping those lows. <laughs> That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Get some more beef in there with the low hump. I think that's the combination for me is the uh, the clean boost texture mm -hmm. and then the low hump. Uh, let's see how high the drive gets on this. Sure. This thing is loud, by the way, too. At, at noon, it's definitely a volume jump. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's with the a lot drive. Of, a lot of, uh, lot of clean headroom on tap yeah here's uh here's with the drive all the way up on this thing It feels like it has quite a bit more drive than your classic Tube Screamer. Yeah. feels a lot more broken up and grittier than a Tube Screamer too. I like it. At this setting, I think this is a, this is probably a really fun pedal to play around with in a live scenario. Uh, I did use it at church once, and it, it seemed to hold up very well. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, look, it looks like it takes 9 to 18 volts, depending on what you want to run. Yeah. I, I This is on 9 right now, and it's just got a ton of output i can't imagine putting this thing on 18 it must be just an amp grinding pedal if you boost it you know you uh you throw the volume all the way up on this and you're probably going to push any tube amp into overdrive yeah and it seems like shelly is really priced to be in the middle of of uh everyone you know their price points they kind of remind me of like visual sound back in the sure. day i guess now true tone what's the price on this uh, it's 100 bucks Hey man, that's great. Where it's like a very affordable pedal. I mean, what's a tube screamer? Like 70, 80 bucks? Yeah, well, it depends on which one I'm you saying, get like, from your, what company. your classic Ibanez yeah. TS9. I last time I remember they were like 79 bucks or something yeah. like that. But this is, you've got basically like three different types of uh, of clipping. Yeah. Three different types of EQ emphasis. I'd much rather pick this uh, up than a TS9. And you're, yeah, you're paying a little bit more, but basically you're getting like a heavily modded tube screamer and it, it looks pretty good i like the looks of it really easy to understand and use yeah everything we've tried from shelly so far well i think we've tried all their pedals now right yes we have uh i thought they've all been really great really serviceable working pedals yeah uh, the pony boy is up there as as one of my faves mm -hmm. uh i think it's it's one of my favorite uh clons that we've messed with so far uh i've i'm really liking this the uh the sacred cow from Mojohan, obviously, because we did the demo. But the Pony Boy is like top two 
yeah. right after that one. And, you know, I would have no problem using the Pony Boy for sure. Great pedal. And, you know, they're both kind of priced in the same neighborhood. It seems like they're both kind of trying to grab the same market. Yeah. Um, this is a great pedal. No problems with this. Thanks for sending this to us, Richard. Now let's try the combo drive. Yep. This is the Boss. Is it the BC2? It it is the BC2. The so I'm going to set this draw. thing to noon on everything like I've done with everything We're else. We're set everything to noon. I feel weird demoing a boss pedal even though initially it's i thought all we were going to do was demo boss pedals. Uh, uh yeah setting everything to noon i think is a good starting point because i figured that's like pretty close to what the manufacturer intended it to sound like they don't usually like go like well let's make the uh, the normal setting the extreme setting on this extreme even though that is the way people use a lot of pedals it's like well this is my all the way up pedal yeah and this is my very uh turned down pedal let's try this uh with everything at noon like i said here's my clean sound all right here is the combo drive and you're looking up info for it yes sir It's, it's kind of surprising to me for a boss pedal. Well, you know, it's something that I think... So the BC2, I've always wondered, like, what it stood for. I never bothered to look it up. It's British actually, it's Combo 2? British Combo 2. So um, it's definitely... Um, I don't... It doesn't really say specifically... I guess it's supposed assume, to be an AC style yeah, yeah. drive. I don't have it really a frame of reference for what like an AC style amp should sound like because I don't really play them. Like the custom that I have, if you turn the uh, voicing all the way to the right, it's British style, which is more like a right AC or a Marshall sort of a thing going on. But I've just never really liked that setting, so I never use it. So it's got three different markings on the sound knob right it goes from clean to crunch to to uh drive i think to drive so i've got it i had it at crunch for the first setting i'm gonna i've got kind of in the lower clean setting right now let's see what that sounds like That's what I think of when I think of a AC sounding amp. Sure. That sound right there. Let's let's try it in the drive sound. And I'm gonna say before I do it, when I've messed around in the drive sound, what I'm hearing more than an AC sound is like you've moved into orange territory. Okay. Like higher gain, you know, British but trying to be kind of martially sort of situation. Sure. So Ooh. this is kind of midway up the drive. It's section. kind of noisy. Yeah, it got noisy all of a sudden. That's a lot of tune. <laughs>
this thing gets crazy. Where'd your mids go? I know, right? This it turns into a heavy metal pedal. Yeah. Into the drive section, and that's not even all the way up. There's still uh, probably about thirty percent more to go on that. Right. That's crazy. I haven't even played with the EQ yet. Let me fudge with that a little bit, and then I'll come back. All right, I've. It's just heavy. Yeah, that's uh, that. It's and pretty it's surprising. Out of control. And I don't feel like it sounds bad like so many uh, other like high gain. Right. Kind of. It doesn't. You know, it's not what you expect out of a high gain boss pedal. Well, it's like you know we, exactly. We did that genre pedal thing uh-huh. a, a few episodes ago. Those things were just beehives. And those were all just beehives. This thing actually like there's something very amp like. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that would be the word. Yeah, let's let's throw this on and then I'm gonna throw like a delay after it. Yeah, ridiculous. We just got sued by Tom Cruise. <laughs> um it just if you want that sound, you want that flavor in a pedal, this thing's completely serviceable. Yeah. Uh, lots of gain on tap. Uh, lots of low gain on tap, too. It's, they basically gave you... I don't, I don't want to... It's got three settings on there, but really it's two settings because it's like crunches in the middle. You have a clean option, and then you have a crazy high gain option. Right. Uh, and then stuff in between. Easily, this is the most versatile range as far as drive goes that I've seen in a pedal. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a pedal that goes from that clean to that dirty with one knob. Like you said, it's kind of a surprising offering from Boss. And honestly, I feel like it sounds pretty good. Uh-huh. I'm surprised. Um, I mean... I did have a little I've... trouble getting this thing to jump out of the mix okay. p- playing it live. Uh, but uh, I think that's just the nature of the sound that it's emulating. Sure. Uh, I think I needed to probably go up louder or use the other things I was using it with differently or adjust my playing. Uh, I'm not really an AC or British sounding amp type guy, so I I don't run a setup that favors that. Uh, But for what it is and how it sounds, uh, if you want those sounds out of one box, this will do it, man. Yep. It's kind of out of control. Uh, It's, you know, your 80s... 80s... uh, British hard rock mm-hmm. in a box or any other kind of lower gain voxy British sounds in a box. Right. So why not? I, th- I think the only thing that could make this uh, better is if it had a mid knob. Yeah. You throw, if they had thrown in the little double stacked EQ knob in there so you could have three band EQ on this, I think I would probably be all the way on board and probably have to have one of these around. Uh, uh, thanks for sending this to us, Richard. We really appreciate it. We're going to get both these boxes back to you in the mail this week. Uh, had, a, had a lot of fun playing with them uh, the past couple weeks. So thanks for sending us stuff. Thanks, Richard. Uh, I think we're. I think our episodes are all booked up through the new year. But if anyone else out there, and we've had offers from, from multiple people, if anyone else out there wants to send us stuff from their own personal collection. Or beer. Or beer, just for us to talk about. Or uh, drink. 
hey, that's that's fun, man. We'll do it. Uh, we appreciate it if you pay the shipping both ways on that. And uh, I know that that's you know, that's money out of your pocket, but we're not going to pay shipping. <laughs> Basically, uh, we're, we're gonna, cheap. I, I think it's pretty cool that we have a, a thing going here where we will try out listeners' gear. We have no problem doing it. It's fun, especially if it's something that we don't have around. Yeah. You know, why not? This is, I think this has been a really neat thing we've been doing the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. All right. Let's talk about the song, right? Yeah. Uh, this week's song was sent uh, by Chris Brewer. Chris Brewer is one of the guys over at the podcast Less Than or Sequel To, if you haven't checked that yep. one out. If you like movies and you want to listen to some guys talk about some really bad ones and make a uh, lot of uh, ejaculation jokes yeah, yeah. Uh, then come on over to Less Than or Sequel oh. 2 <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought we could pull it off <laughs> alright uh, you, uh, so, you didn't hold the yeah, never mind <laughs> uh, so anyway this is thanks Chris for sending this one uh, this is from his band Gin Lab and this song is called Ceilings. It's a it's super fun. There's a lot of telephone sounds in this. Cool. Um, and, but I really liked it. So en- enjoy. Des- despite the telephone sounds, <laughs> Steve still liked this song. Oh my god. <laughs> There's one thing Steve hates. It's telephone sounds. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, hope you come back for next week's episode. Yeah, episode 98. 98. Countdown to 100. <laughs> And thanks to Coast Sonic for sponsoring this episode. Uh, remember, guys, on Black Friday, you can get some big savings over at CoastSonic.com. Thanks for listening.
just why 